0: Get your tickets at austintheater.org. Support for
1: ATX Explained Live comes from Meals on Wheels Central Texas and World Interiors. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello, and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that changed their lives and give us a glimpse into their creative process. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and this week we'll be hearing from singer and songwriter Nathaniel Rateliff and his longtime collaborator, bassist Joseph Pope III, both from the band Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. Now, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats has been making music that combines the best part of 20th century American rhythm and blues and soul music since 2013, and their 2015 record, self-titled Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, came out on Stax Records. Like, Yeah the same Stax Records that gave us Otis Redding, and it sounds like a Stax Record. The sound is immediate, it sounds alive, and it makes you feel happy to be alive like good soul music should, and we have been loving it here at KUTX, the radio station where we make this podcast since it came out. I got to sit down with Nathaniel and Joseph last year at the Austin City Limits Music Festival, and it was great to talk to them both, because... They've been friends since they were kids back in Missouri. Like by kids, I mean 15 years old. And you can hear it in the interview. They have a shared experience of coming of age musically and evolving musically, and it's it's really cool to hear. They told me about a couple of songwriters in particular who really helped them understand what music could do, and by extension, what they could do with music. So here they are: Nathaniel Rateliff and Joseph Pope III from Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats.
2: I don't really know where to start. I know there's you know several artists that like I remember hearing Roger Miller for the first time and just thinking it was the coolest thing. But I was a really little kid and I was listening to like Chugga Luck. Chugga Luck, Chugga Luck. Make you wanna holler, Holly Ho. Burns your tummy, don't you know? Chugga Luck, Chugga <laughs> You know, but then I remember hearing Imagine for the first time and uh, my parents both played music in church. And, you know, so, you know with like back then it was like there was secular music and then there was what we played in church. Yeah. So I wasn't allowed to listen to any secular music. Imagine there's no heaven. Sees if you try. No hell below us. Above us, only sky. And it just, like, I couldn't get the song out of my head. It totally blew me away. And I, I had to only be like, nine or ten somewhere in there and and I remember asking my parents I was like well if God made music why aren't the songs we sing in church as good as this one and they weren't like and my dad would be like stop singing that that's a real humanist song which then that you know later on in my life never made sense to me either like well we're all humans so what's wrong (laughs) with it being a humanistic song (laughs) But then, you know, also, like, years later, you know, like I said, influenced by a lot of different music. Um, But Leonard Cohen, really, like, the first time I heard Leonard Cohen kind of changed. I remember hearing Bob Dylan for the first time and hearing Leonard Cohen, which I think they both write totally differently. But um, I think it was, like, even, like, the first time I heard... I think it was just Suzanne, which is, you know, like, not that impressive a song. But I just remember, like, how graceful the words were and how easy the melody was and and how every line was perfect and thought out. And you want to travel with her And you want to travel blind And you know that she will trust you For you've touched her perfect body with your mind one time I was on a trip, and somebody gave me like a Leonard Cohen record to listen to on their on their disc player, <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, which I thought was crazy because I still had a tape cassette player. Oh yeah, um, a Walkman, and uh, yeah, we. I just remember listening to the whole record and hearing like Master Song and Sisters of Mercy and um, Who by Fire and a bunch of different things that I had never heard calling. before, and could not believe that there was music out there like that. Her loneliness slip Who by barbiturate Who in these realms of love Who by something blind who by avalanche Who by powder Who for his greed Who for his hunger and who
1: I mean were you say... making music at the time? Were you
2: uh, playing the I, I, I started playing drums when I was seven, and at the time I was playing guitar and writing songs, but they were pretty ridiculous songs.
0: So. Wow, they're still running through my head, man. Yeah. There's some good ones in there. <laughs> Falling
2: Pots.
1: Yeah, oh, wait, can you give us an example of an early
2: Nathaniel uh, Ratliff song? You know what's funny? I remember earlier, I still You got won't s- be needing this, this hard, this kiss. Yeah. Still got time to sell your soul to the devil was, the was a classic.
1: So, so when you hear this Leonard Cohen music, did it like broaden your understanding of what like a, like what you could do with a, a song or like what you, how you could write?
2: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I was a, a pretty big Bob Dylan fan up to that point. Um, and, and Leonard Cohen kind of brought this other aspect to songwriting. Uh, I think Bob's, a, you know, another really great songwriter and Bob well, they, Dylan and the band is some of my
0: favorite stuff ever.
1: Oh gosh, I yeah. I think the
2: Basement Tapes. Of both of us
0: were like. That's what I was gonna say. Is that I'd heard all Dylan's hits and you know all this stuff on the radio growing up, and I wasn't uh, opposed to it, liked it. Um, and I'd heard the band and liked it, but never really fell in love with either of those bands until I heard the Basement Tapes with them together. And then it kind of changed my perception of kind of pop culture a little bit, and like you know mainstream radio. And grew up with parents from that era, so classic rock stations were always on but the basement tapes were like this whole new avenue and there was such playfulness and like, it felt so off the cuff, which is really what it was, I found out later, but it it really was an entrance into both of those artists. Um, The band and Bob Dylan for me um, really opened it up.
1: I, I feel like the great, like you're talking about the fun. And the thing that I really love about the basement tapes is like you, it's like almost like you can hear the connection between those guys. Right. You know what I mean? And like there's all like, like you listen to it and it's like, yeah, it's like they're playing in
2: well, a room It sounds together, like they're goofing they're, off too. And they're like, goofing off yeah. and when they're, they're doing having doing like Lo and Behold, like I came in on a Ferris wheel, and boys, I sure was late. <laughs> <laughs> I came in on a Ferris wheel. And boys, I sure will slick I come in like a ton of bricks leave laid a few tricks on them. Yeah, like, like, what the? Heck? He's like not really saying anything, but They're all getting a kick out of it And sometimes, you know, like The difference between just having a good time with your friends And writing songs that, um, you know Everybody has their own interpretation of what they're hearing and how they absorb it and translate it. They're having a good time and some other people will be like, man, this song means I played it at my wedding. You know, like, really? We wrote that when we were drunk. That's weird, you know.
1: Well, and going back to the... I'm interested to know what you think, Nathaniel, about the difference between Dylan and Leonard Cohen because they're both like they're both songwriters and they're both very like lyrically based songwriters. Well, I mean, they both can write a great melody, but like, what's the,
0: I'm going to interject here because yeah. when you were talking about it a second ago, I, the contrast between those two, especially a song like Suzanne, um, Dylan is like so wordy and Leonard Cohen has some songs with insane amounts of verses and definitely gets his words out, but their approach is like very, very different to me and, Leonard Cohen's, like, measured in a very different way than Bob Dylan. You I know? think he and leaves more space, He personally. leaves a ton of space, and, like, really, like, the resonance of his voice and all of that is part of the power of the delivery of the words, where Dylan's approach is a, a bit different, and, like, his meter is, you know, a big part of it, you know, and, it, like, the pentameter and all that stuff. But um,
2: How- Yeah, Dylan sort of rattles stuff off in the same way, like, the beat poets would have, which I think was more kind of his influence, uh, you know, maybe not necessarily beat poets, but that sort of you know like Woody Guthrie early Bob Dylan was super influenced by Woody Guthrie which what did have that like sort of role to it that just kept going Williams and Zinger who had 24 years owns a tobacco farm of 600 acres with rich wealthy parents who provide and protect him, in high office relations in the politics of marilyn reacted to his deed with a shrug of his shoulders and swear words and sneering and his tongue it was a snarling and in a matter of minutes on bail was out walking whereas leonard cohen has sort of this more like a, almost more like religious text where it's like being read to you slowly
0: well, the
2: intentionally
0: register of his voice yeah. just means he talks slower, right?
2: I've by this window long enough to get used to an empty room.
0: <laughs> and I think you're playing
2: far too rough For a lady who's been to the moon I've lain by this window long enough To get used to an empty room your love is some dust in an old man's cup Who is tapping his foot to a tune And your thighs are ruined You want too much Let's say you came back Sometime too soon
1: Yeah, I mean, I see that. And I also just had this vision of, like, Leonard Cohen hanging out with the band at Big Pink. You feel like it wouldn't be the same thing. No. Right? Like no, I am sure Leonard like Cohen's a like different a different cool kind dude. of weirdo yeah. I think
2: than Bob Dylan is. Yeah. And I mean they were both like taking amphetamines back then but <laughs> well, they did different things to different guys. Like, it was the
1: times really times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly um, still is I mean and so of those two approaches like a I mean because it sounds like what you're hearing in Leonard Cohen is like a, a very measured I mean he was a poet, so he it was all right. about like uh when you only write what you need to write, what's that called? Uh, lyrical intention, intention, <laughs> um, and whereas Dylan is more kind of like fl- free flowing stream of consciousness, right. stream kind of consciousness, of thing, yeah. and also kind of when you're talking about like the Basement Tapes, it's very like
0: rollicking.
1: Yeah, rollicking. So where do you get? Where do you guys fall? Like as far as I mean, you're pretty rollicking. I gotta say, are you more in like Dylan and the band? Do you try to bring some of that, like, phase, Leonard Cohen? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, there's, you know, a bunch of other records out there where I was more in the Leonard Cohen phase, but you pretty arrogant to say you'd even... I did songs. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I started doing, uh, like, acoustic stuff for a while because I was tired of screaming. When I wake up in the morning, I'm gonna tell I was standing, looking backwards in the out. You said there's room enough to cramp, and then we
0: cried.
2: No movement here, no friends to break us out. Yeah, we had a rock um, And now I'm and... just back to screaming again. Yeah. Right on.
1: <laughs> it's it's great screaming so thanks, thanks. Yeah. Well I know you guys have got a lot of other things to do So I'll let you go But thanks so much for talking to me I really appreciate yeah, it Yeah you bet a Real yes, pleasure Thanks Can we be there
2: Oh just think of the time All in love so strange Said you never know While I try my best Hey cover. a way to blame and hide the truth
1: and this is i need never I get old from nathaniel weightliff and the night sweats album of the same name and man i love this song but one of the great outcomes of this interview for me was being exposed to nathaniel's earlier acoustic work you heard a little bit of it towards the end of that interview nathaniel weightliff put out a number of acoustic albums that are really quite lovely you should totally check them out Like I knew his voice could make me want to dance. And it's nice to know that it can break my heart too. Also, I am personally proud of myself for keeping my composure about the fact that Joseph brought up the band, which is my favorite band of all time, because the last time an artist brought them up, it was Mark Creaney from the Austin band Sounds Del Mar. And I kind of lost my stuff. Like I got so excited. And if you want to hear me like, giddily geek out you can find that interview coupled with what i did with kevin parker of tame impala in our archives on the podcast app or at ktx.org or wherever you get your podcasts we have over 96 episodes for your listening pleasure Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats are on the road right now. They might be coming to your town, so I'll be sure to post a link to their tour dates on the show notes page for this episode at KUTX.org. And you can also find a Spotify playlist there where we will put all the songs we reference all in one place so you can hear them all the way through. Do you have a song or a record that changed the way you saw the world? We would love to hear about it. You can tweet us. We're at this song KTX. Send us an email at this song at KTX dot Leave a comment on our Facebook page or you can go old school and call us. Our number is 512-766-9066. We would love to put your story on this podcast. And that's it. You have come to the end of another episode of this song. This song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced and edited by David Sanger and me, Elizabeth McQueen. This interview was recorded by Jack Anderson. Taylor Wallace curates our Instagram account. Kelly Seal is our most excellent intern. And thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And yes, it is true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. Our handle is at this song KTX. You can like us on Facebook and you can subscribe to this song along with the other KUTX podcasts, Austin Music Minute, Liner Notes, and Song of the Day on iTunes. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.